Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Hello, Lori. Hello, and Davina is here for Hi. Julia today. Hello, Davina. Hello. Hi. Hello, Grant. Let's talk about the Wendy Williams show, or what was the Wendy Williams show? All right. Because... That shows social media and website have been deleted after yeah. the final show. They've pulled all the content from YouTube. It has basically been scrubbed from the internet. Holly, We're... why would they do that? This was obviously the production company. Uh, yes. Or whoever produced it. Why would they do that? Does there's like is there some financial reason they would do this? That very well could be. I don't know an official mm. reason from their camp. Would but they still have to pay her? Do you think well, if they were rerunning it? Well, her contract is all done, and I don't know but about the, yeah. the YouTube. I don't know no. how any of that is. Yeah, part of it thinks that it, that I think is that well, the show is over. The Wendy Williams show is done, and now they're moving on to they're focus. Over it. Yeah, to focus on t- Sherry Shepard's show, which mm. is Sherry that premieres in the fall, which is kind of but not really taking the place of the Wendy Williams show. Sure. Yeah. So I think they're just like, hey, we're done now. Yeah. Wow, what a mess that's been. Mm. Now, uh, her manager is confirming that, you know, maybe she's going to be doing a podcast, but we haven't really gotten any details about that either. Hmm. It's been extremely vague. Yeah. There was this weird non-interview with Billy Bush on Extra where Wendy Williams didn't even talk. There was the TMZ conversation <laughs> between Wendy Williams and Harvey Levin. Yeah. And she was talking about her health and she was she talking. She showed us her foot. She showed us her foot. What's wrong with her foot? She's got lymphedema and her feet oh, are really swollen. swollen. But I mean, that yeah. should come with a warning before yeah. you show a big swollen foot like that on TV. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was, it was graphic. It was graphic. I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna Google it now. Yeah. yeah. You just, Davina, you go to TMZ Wendy Williams. Yeah. 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 Her foot's gonna be there. All uh-huh. right. Honestly. Uh, celebrity justice news: Britney Spears's former business manager was involved in conversations leading up to the establishment of Britney's conservatorship. Hmm. This, according to new court documents filed by Britney Spears's uh, attorney Matthew Rosengart. I've been waiting for something to come out. Because I yeah. remember back in February, Brittany said, I'm going to sue the bleep out of um, Lou Taylor. Yeah, she was right up front. And, I love and, that she's doing that. And she's like, and then she deleted that Instagram mm-hmm. post. And then someone did like a thing on Lou Taylor maybe being sh- having some shady, shady thing. And it turns out they're dodging depositions. Really? Tell us, Holly. So Lou Taylor 
was in charge of TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group. And Lou Taylor had previously claimed to Page Six that she had, quote, no role whatsoever in the creation Mm -hmm. of the conservatorship. Now, according to these emails that Matthew Rosengart has, that is not necessarily the case. It's there, not. Now, now, there's an email that's dated January 17th, 2008, just 15 days before Jamie Spears went to court and put himself in control of Britney Spears. Lou Taylor introduced herself as Jamie's then uh, to Jamie's attorneys and wrote, quote, I look forward to working with you. <gasps> and then 12 minutes later, according to these emails from Matthew Rosengart, uh, Lou Taylor emailed Jamie Spears to alert him that she had talked to his attorneys about Andrew Wallet. That was the lawyer who would go on to help manage Britney Spears's conservatorship and keep her in, in a conservatorship. She's in it. Yeah, that's so sad. Uh, and I mean, Taylor, Lou Taylor manages the Kardashians and Travis Scott. I mean, this is thanks to high heaven, and they've been dodging subpoenas since last October. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, you since know, last October. Since last October. They keep re saying that they Britney has to release medical records. They're being absolutely terrible. Both uh, Lou Taylor, the TriStar, her dad. They also have evidence the about people greedy, horrible families. Well, they also has. have the evidence of an email that um, that Lou Taylor was advised they ran into a problem with the judge. The only judge who will be able to hear our case is the one who will not give Jamie the power to administer psychotropic drugs to Britney. On. Oh, no. They have a hot trail of receipts. This is like Judy Garland stuff. You know what I mean? This is like really just insane. I'm the right person for this. And how much money is the lawyer saying that that TriStar took? Uh, at least between six million and eighteen million dollars. Yeah, I see it took eighteen million Mm -hmm. from her estate. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, they're not gonna have very much money, hopefully soon. Well, I'm sure they'll pull out fine, but it's so sad. Yeah, but it really is, you know, they're threatening to unseal her records. And I remember when Cher told on it when this whole thing was going on with the lead up to the conservatorship, she said everyone knew in Vegas that Jamie had permission to keep Britney drugged and doing her shows at Planet Hollywood. It was, everyone knew about it. They're not treating her. And I mean, he she's wasn't not even quiet about it because he's like, I got the okay from a judge. I'm in charge of her. Imagine all the life stuff that she's just completely missed Miss, as, a human, yeah. as a human yeah. being. You yeah. know, it's just so sad. And there's a lot going on with TriStar Entertainment. Yes. And Lou Taylor, because Britney Spears is not TriStar's only client or no. wasn't TriStar's only client. I mean, they worked with big names like Jennifer Lopez, Gwen mm-hmm. Stefani, the Kardashians, like you said, Lori. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of stuff. And then when you want to go down into the deep rabbit hole of Lou Taylor and TriStar Entertainment. Is Lou a woman? Yes. Okay. Uh, Lou is a woman. And... You can go down some pretty interesting rabbit holes with Lou Taylor. I'll just put this out there. Did you guys ever watch the Way Down documentary on HBO Max yes. with Gwen Chamblin? Yes. Well, there's there, you can go down these rabbit holes where Lou Taylor sold the office building for TriStar Entertainment and then purchased a new office in Franklin, Tennessee, a late maybe allegedly supposedly to be close to the late Gwen Chamblin. And there's just all sorts of stuff. Wow. Right. There, there, you know, this is just... And we don't even know. And we, they, we don't know anything. She like, helped... Jamie Spears keep Britney all tied up in every possible way. Like they helped do that. Like she counseled him on how to pay expenses. And I mean, I'm so glad Britney has a lawyer who's representing her interests. This Matthew. Absolutely. Well, Mm -hmm. let's hope. 
Yeah. You know, seems so oh, he, they, I think she's going to get her justice. Good, good. I really do. You know, and looking back, there's this PR article from Variety back in 2017, and it's boasting that Lou Taylor and TriStar Entertainment essentially saved Britney Spears. Oh, yeah, sure. which is just a bunch <gasps> of BS. Yeah, they're like, they were the architects of her residency oh. in Las Vegas, grossing more than $100 million oh in tickets gosh. alone. That and, was five and years ago. Your dad keep her drugged. Poor Britney. Isn't yeah. that terrible? Oh, she couldn't even get a rum and it coke. It just doesn't even, mm. you know. She couldn't even get, get a no, rum No, she's, she's talked about that on her Instagram. Oh, she boy. hates her brother forever for that. <laughs> oh, I couldn't so, even get a rum and coke. Yeah. So much gossip, you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Holly, so much. Everybody knows. Do you know that song? Everybody yes. knows. But who is it? Uh, Len- is it Leonard Cohen? Maybe. Ooh, I'll have to look it we up. We don't know. Everybody, know. Yeah. Everybody knows the DAS is loaded. Yeah, that's that's Rocco who came up with the magic of the study of duh thing for us. And um, this study of duh was just too easy. Is it Leonard Cohen? Yes, yeah. 1988. Nice yeah. job. Hey, I got a point that's not wasn't that's on Jeopardy. That's right. That's like a bonus point. That's Thank like you. 100 points. He did not wear a bikini, folks. That's right. <laughs> That oh, is that is so good. Thank you, everyone. Yes. Look, they're being nice to me because I failed so yeah. hard. Nah. But you finished strong. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. It was Thank like you. a jewelry. Like, it was like a jewelry score. Like so you were feeling enabling. Her, you're you were wonderful. Shoes. <laughs> Thank you for enabling my stupidity. Thank you. Uh, okay, so here is a study of da. Uh, one in five people always realize they forgot to pack something after they've arrived. And I'm like, <laughs> only one in five? That really? seems like it would be that's more like three low. out of five. I, that's, I hap- that happened to me today. Yeah, always. Like, always. 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 One thing. If I don't use, I have this great travel checklist yeah. that I got at Patina Ooh. that has everything in category and it has... Because I do think sometimes, you know, there's summer packing, there's winter sure, packing. Absolutely. There's fall. But anyway, if I don't have a list, yeah. I will always forget something. I would always. love to see how you pack on like the red carpet stuff. And like when you're <laughs> I I'm will serious. use my packet list from Patina. Because oh, yeah. this is, it's hard. I mean, as to touring, remember. You, oh, yeah. So it has it like cosmetics, mm-hmm. toiletries, undergarments, yep. you know, shoes. It's got every hair. category hair. So much. Pleasure reading, gum, yes. passport. It's got all your little reminders. So I got it. It's my favorite packing I'm going to look at I love Bettina, too. So yeah, I'm going to go so check it out. So it's called the packet list. I'm going to write it down right now. So, and yeah, um, the number one, people leave their phones, their whatever they were drinking, water bottle, uh, then they, always leaving some body thing, toothbrush, deodorant. Yeah. Makeup, lotion, something in that category, yeah. and then sunscreen in the summer. People often forget their sunscreen. And uh, just that's re-buy. part of my skin regimen, so I never forget my sunscreen. No, that's good. And but I definitely have left my phone. Yes, and no. that one you got to go back for. Absolutely, no. Unless you're about really, it. really far away, like flying in the air. <laughs> And you I, can't. <laughs> I left mine on the uh, toilet back at Brazil Airport. Oh my god! And tried, kept, just kept going back and oh. saying, "Did you find it? Did you find it? Never found it. Never found I it." Somewhere with, in Brazil. I did that with an iPad in San Diego at an oh. airport. I set it on the back of the toilet thing there when I was going in and. Went and that's back it. and back and back and that's someone it. of course picked of it course, up. Of course, of course. Did you get Why mad at yourself? Why would you put your phone on a public toilet, porcelain, anything? Well, no, this was the shelf they have above. Oh, yeah. You know, they have that little oh, yeah. shelf above the toilet but in airports. I don't airports. Need to think like I'm touching someone's crotch no. with my phone or yeah. anything. But to- public toilets, if they don't have a lid, all that spray, all that <laughs> <laughs> and it lands on she everything. Makes, she makes a sound effect. 
It lands on everything. She's right. That stuff flies. Those it particles does. go far. We don't realize yeah. it. You're well, right. Well, with dudes. It's, I'm just trying to help people not, you know, I appreciate a PSA. I, uh, yeah. yeah. But, no you know, it's yeah. still not going to change one person's bathroom habit. Well, you changed mine. Okay, I will now not you. put mine. Okay. <laughs> so you're saying you don't put your phone on the toilet seat? Never. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, no. no, no it's in my purse. It's in joking. my body or on my bag, right? Oh. <laughs> well played. Oh, man. I really do. I feel naked if I don't have a purse wrapped around my, you know, a crossbody bag when totally. I travel. Yeah. I can't do and a shoulder bag. And they never have hooks. Like, all of the bathrooms, they have, like, those, you know, the fighting octopus hooks. You Minneapolis know? has always, hooks. Do they? They do. In the they are fixing. Bathrooms. They are fixing that airport up. Oh, they have. They have been really putting yeah. a lot of work. On okay, it. here's another study of the okay. um, two and three shoppers say the worst part of shopping is the bringing the item back, and it's like, yes, Go. we needed a study for this. Yes, we did. Sixty-seven <laughs> percent of people loathe the return process. I just don't. That's probably with I the just, other. A percentage you end up keeping it, giving it away. Um, People over half, 58%, said they would be willing to do nearly anything not to have to return the item that they bought. Anything? Yeah, and returning things in person is especially worse than doing so online. People think online is only 29% think that's more difficult. If you return things like I do a lot because I ch- I don't try things on, there's that guilt factor when you have to go face to face. So I see why yeah. turning it in person is yeah. a little harder than, yeah, yeah, than yeah. not. But then I always end up spending more money when I go back. Yeah, so I don't know. I know. The yeah, most hated part of in-person return is the having the person in front of them escalate the situation, needing <laughs> to get the manager and yes. traveling to the store. Yes, <laughs> that's so true. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, that's hilarious. And of course, no one ever wants to put anything back in original packaging no because it doesn't work nope it can't there's just no way don't do a study on that we can tell you that right now yeah there's no need okay now this is not so much a study of duh it is for a certain lady i know named lady exercise Um, (laughs) she knows this working out only on weekends boosts your health just as much as exercising daily. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Well, yes. Nice. We File this under exercise, health, gonna, and medical that we that's didn't wonderful. know. Perfect. Are you a weekend warrior? Warrior crams all your physical activity into one or two days. No problem. A new study finds this kind of lifestyle booth boosts your health just as much as working out every damn day. That's good to know. I'll remember that. Yeah. People who get all their exercise in one or two sessions on the weekend lower their risk of premature death by as much as their peers who exercise throughout the week. That's so scary, that premature death. And this they was... Even said that, Yeah, you know? I know, but this was published in the JAMA Inter- Internal Medicine Journal, which is not I my favorite. Them. But, um, yeah, they, you could just do... Um, you could do, you know, five days a week, do a half hour jog or, or walk, or you could just do an hour and 15 minute walk once or over the weekend. Do you exercise every day? 
No, hell no. My God, no. See, my weekends are Monday and Tuesday. Well, that's, you, you know, can so get that's what I'm your gonna exercise. Do. I'm going to exercise on Monday and Tuesday. That's it. And you don't have to worry about Done. it again. That's great. I'm going to go on my Peloton when I get home. Yes. And an hour and 15 know. is, that's all you need for the week, really. The whole, t- Friday and Saturday, or Monday and Tuesday, just right. an hour and a half. Okay. That's 75 minutes of vigorous exercise. You didn't, I didn't have to do the calculator for you on that no, one. No, I did that one. <laughs> and this study involved 18 to 64 year olds. Okay, good. I fall under that. Yes, that's perfect. So, yeah, so do I. So does Grant. So we can all just, you know, be okay with it. Don't fall into the peer pressure of no. these people who are working out every Five day. day yeah. Casey. Casey does that? Oh, my goodness. That's he why takes, he's so he takes one day off. But, you know, he doesn't work. What does he do? Does he's he do retired. Cardio? Oh, what does he do for yeah. exercise? All I know is he's the mayor of her gym. Okay. All right. All okay, right. So I, I believe it. He's the mayor of the gym. And, I, you know, it's a mix of things. Sure. We don't ever. You don't go with him? We don't bore each other with talking <laughs> each other's routines, you know, or anything like that. Every once in a while, he'll look at me and he goes, you know, if you ever want to walk or anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you saying, darling? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so you're like, isn't it? But you know, no, I'm like a three times a week working out. Yeah, you yeah. you're always look so healthy. Well, it's 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 a facade. It's smoke and mirrors, as you know, being on stage. How important that can be. I hide behind my piano, so I don't have to worry about it. Well, and I'm- and um, your amazing voice. Yeah, yeah, You definitely. can sing, girls. So I love singing. You are so good there at we go. it. That's my working out. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's got to be. Yeah. All right, listen, when we come back, um, we are we have a very special life we're going to remember. Um, thank you, Washington Post, for putting this in the paper. We'll be right back with that. Why are we playing this song, Davina, in the mood, Glenn Miller? We are playing it because uh, thanks to the Washington Post... Uh, we have a notable life to celebrate, and this uh, lady loved this song, and I'll tell you why. Her name is Betty Rowland. She was called the Ball of Fire. She was the Grand Dame of Burlesque, mm-hmm. a voluptuous five-foot-one dancer with flaming red hair. Just That's like the stage yeah. name and an energetic bump and grind. And she died at the age of 106, wow. and she's considered... The last of the great burlesque, burlesque stars because she would have been a contemporary of Gypsy Rose Lee, yeah. Tempest Storm, um, and Blaze Star, to That's name right. another one. Yeah. And as an orchestra would play in the mood, which Grant just played for us, she would come out in either a Grecian gown or a floor length dress with a slit up to the hip. And um, she would get them in the mood. That's right. And she would leave the stage wearing nothing more than sequin pasties and a G-string. And she filled theaters from Times Square in New York to Main Street in L.A., where in the, on the West Coast, they called her the biggest shake since the nice. 1906 quake. Oh. <laughs> Claim to fame. Claim to fame. And she was 106. She died in her wow. assisted living home. Her death was not widely reported in April when she died, but was just recently confirmed sure. by her friend, Leslie Zemeckis. And Zemeckis, who interviewed Rowland for a documentary called Behind the Burly Q, oh, which came out title. in 2010. It was a documentary about sure. the burlesque queens. She, she said about her friend, she was absolutely the last burlesque legend. In the interview, she described um, Betty 
as a crucial link to an era when burlesque was more or less a mainstream entertainment. It was a staple of theaters like really Minsky's was. Chain yep. in New York, where dancers shared the bill with comedy acts, singers, jugglers, Super gymnasts. Yeah. And she never made as much money as Tempest and Blaze, but she often performed four shows a day, seven days a week to audiences that included Lucille Ball and Orson Welles invited her to perform at rap parties for his movies. And um, she launched her career at age 11. Her father lost his job during the Depression, and she and her sister uh, went to started doing vaudeville, and they started singing and dancing. And then about four years later, she drifted into burlesque, and she was doing strip teases, full strip teases by the age of 14. Oh, my gosh. Because she said, I put the turkey on the table. Yeah, she and her sister. Her yeah, and there were all these burlesque shows and uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. She would also um, mm. um, sometimes <laughs> come on stage carrying a diploma <laughs> and stripping with a cap and gown. And she told oh the LA. God. She told the LA Times, "The girls now they start oh. where we used to leave off." Oh. And um, it, but she said, "In you know, she said like." Over the next two decades after the 40s, burlesque performances grew raunchier as they competed with TV movies and the rise of like Playboy magazines. And instead of dancer shows featured nudie cuties and just nudies, Betty complained, what is a lap dance anyway? And um, she was still taking to the stage of the New Follies in L.A. at 50. And she sometimes got in trouble. She was fined $250 for lewdness in 1939. That's a lot. After a police officer imitated her routine on the witness stand. I would love to see that. Oh, my gosh. How about that? And in 1937, New York Mayor um, LaGuardia cracked down in burlesque theaters, blamed them for corrupting the city, and Minsky shut down. And then um, Betty and her sister went to the West Coast. And started uh, performing there, at the yeah. Bo- Fo- Folly Theater, and that's when they start calling her Ball of Fire. That's awesome. So, um, and sometimes she Folly would come girls out- are just beautiful. I mean, it's so fun to see the the history of all of their yeah, you know, even their acts. Like I've been to a lot of burlesque shows. I performed at them, not mm-hmm. music. Yeah, nobody's going to see yeah. my tatas. Right, but, right. Well, I don't know. Maybe anyway, oh, we'll talk I don't about, yeah, know yeah. about that. Well, you know, it is kind of, we had Tempest Storm on our show in Las Vegas. Yeah. And she just died like last yeah, n- winter. Yeah. One, and, yeah, one or two years ago, yeah. And wow. she was she had on that our, red hair too. She had red hair and she yeah. was like in her eighties and she showed up with uh, like the most amazing bosom, mm-hmm. a cowboy hat, her hair just done, and she talked to us about Elvis and making out with oh Elvis my gosh. and you know what it was like to dance burlesque? I still want to hear what it's like to make out with Elvis. Oh, my God. Well, she said he was a beautiful kisser. Was he He good? really liked kissing. She That's said nice. he was told us something to affect that he liked kiss. He made more of a big deal about kissing than grabbing you anywhere else. Nice. Yeah, he really got y'all warmed up. But anyway, Mm -hmm. Betty Rowland, and if you want to check out this documentary, Behind the Burly Q. I've seen little snippets of that, and it's really, really, yeah. And uh, Because I think when I did an Iowa, uh, the Iowa Burlesque Fest, because I 
uh, Daniel Colby from American Pickers has us play perform music, and okay. sometimes we'll play perform music for burlesque dancers. Oh, sweet! Yeah, there's a song I did, Saint Michael versus the Devil, and they, you know, I've seen people a few burlesque troops dance to that. But they had Tempest come, you know, and you know it was really neat to honor her with like a. You know, it's Hiera and, you know, on stage. She was so pretty. She was so beautiful and so sweet and kind, but still sassy. Yeah. Well, Betty's sister, Roz, the one she started doing uh, vaudeville with um, when she was, she became known later. She followed her sister into burlesque. She became known as the golden girl and she would do acrobatic routines while wearing nothing but a layer of gold paint. Ooh. My goodness. We're talking about OnlyFans. They would have really racked up. <laughs> racked up the points. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she told the LA Times, Betty, our little ball of fire, she said, I wanted to go to college, but we lost our home in the Depression, mm. and I wound up in show business. Yeah. I just, I put turkey on the table. That's right. Well, rest <laughs> in peace, Betty. It. Betty, I know it. I, we always... Hopefully you have yourself some heavenly... Heavenly pasties up there. Yeah, right, right. You're with all the other burlesque other, yeah. legends. That was a great way to to walk out of this one. Yeah, there you go. All right, Davina, thank you so well, much. I'll see you the day after tomorrow. Yes, you're going to come back Thank you, tomorrow. Gran and Rocco and everybody. And, and uh, yeah, we'll see you all tomorrow all on right. Wednesday. It's hump day already. Woo, we can start planning the weekend. <laughs> yes. That's right. Job done. Off you go.